Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, your guide to art, culture, and tourism here in Tokyo and throughout Japan. I'm Stuart Monroe, and around this time each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'll bring a selection of local news and views. On today's episode, we visit a hot spring guest house in Hakone. But first, Kyoto. Kyoto's transportation authority says it plans to abolish its one day bus pass at the end of March next year in a bid to ease congestion. The one day pass permits unlimited bus travel throughout the city for as little as 700 yen, that's a little over $5 per ticket. Tickets will no longer be available from the end of this September, but those bought before will still be accepted until March next year. Despite this, Kyoto still plans to sell and promote its hugely popular, and dare I say it, more convenient one day bus and subway pass for just 1100 yen. The annual Sapporo Snow Festival began this past weekend in Hokkaido and features 160 snow and ice sculptures for the first time in three years. The festival is one of Japan's largest events dating back to 1950 and welcomes the return of visitors following the pandemic. Hokkaido is a hugely popular destination and the snow festival usually attracts more than 2 million domestic and overseas tourists each year, with 2.74 million people passing through the city in 2019. The festival is being held across two sites until this coming Saturday, February the 11th. One sculpture at the main Odori site depicts the new baseball stadium for the Hokkaido team Nippon Ham Fighters and stands almost 12 metres tall. While another exhibit is a model of Britain's historic Embley Park, it's the winter home of Florence Nightingale, founder of modern nursing in the late 18th and early 19th century, and the sculpture of her home is intended as a gesture of thanks to members of the medical profession battling the more recent pandemic. Even though the festival is returning to normal though, it does so cautiously. Stands selling food and drink this time around are missing, while staff will be monitoring crowds throughout the week, with news of attendance available online for anyone concerned and thinking of visiting. And finally, in energy news, Japan is planning to expand its offshore wind farms further into its EEZ, its exclusive economic zone, in a push for clean energy amid Russia's war in Ukraine. The war's fueled concerns over energy supply the world over, and heightened the need to diversify the energy available here in Japan. With few natural resources of its own, the country so far relied heavily on thermal power, but the push towards decarbonisation has meant exploring more alternative renewable sources that only account for a small portion of the energy currently being used. Japan hopes that by 2030, renewables will account for 36-38% of all energy, with both nuclear power and coal splitting the remaining difference. It also hopes boosting these offshore farms by 2040 will generate between 30 and 45 gigawatts of power. That's roughly the same amount of energy generated by 45 nuclear reactors. But the success of this split could heavily depend on the security of the region. The government will need to decide where in the EEZ to position such a scheme some 200 nautical miles or 370 kilometers offshore, no doubt adding to the concerns of other countries, where the broader conversation on energy production also goes hand in hand with territorial rights. Sitting on the banks of the Hayakawa River, in a short walk from Tonosawa Station on the Hakone Tozen line, Motoyu Kanshiro is a guesthouse roughly one hour from Tokyo by train. The four-story guesthouse or Ryokan was built during the domestic tourism boom of the late 1800s, 
you saw people leave the city for places like Hakone, Mount Fuji and any number of hot springs nearby. One of these, a 400-year-old hot spring in Tonosawa, became popular for being close to Tokyo, but was also known for its famous guests. The guest house was formerly called Motoyu Suzuki, and one of its more frequent visitors was Hirofumi Ito, a shogunate leader at the end of the Edo period, and later the first Prime Minister of Japan. Unlike any good hotel, it's seen its fair share of political intrigue too. The Russian Emperor-in-waiting Nikolai II was attacked by sword near Kyoto in 1895. Prime Minister Ito learned of the event while staying at Kanshiro, leading some to consider the guest house his unofficial retreat. Ito visited so often, he eventually dedicated a poem to the Ryokan's original owner, Zenzaimon Suzuki, renaming the hotel Kanshiro in its honour. The Ryokan now stands as it did when renamed in 1919, the four-storied building since listed as a tangible cultural property which still towers over the river today. The three large rooms on the top floor are so big, the tatami flooring is dwarfed in size, and with the new four-storey building being built in 1924, and 25 rooms in all, Motoyu Kansuro is arguably the best example of Ryokan architecture in Japan today. That's it for this episode of Notebook. Be sure to check in on Wednesday, February the 8th. And if you enjoyed this or any of the episodes so far this year and throughout 2022, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or spread the word online. You can also email the Notebook team, notebook.podcast at gmail.com with thoughts for future episodes. Until next time though, thanks for listening. This has been Notebook.